the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to a special postseason Blue Daughter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW. We're going to look back at the 2019 season with our Coach's Corners. Conversation we had every week with Coach Jeff Rolson, hosted by Roger Franklin Williams. We hope you enjoy this look back at the 2019 season of the Apopka Blue Darters as we get ready for the semifinal round. On the road to the Daytona Stadium. In our first segment, Roger will be talking to Coach Rolson about the preseason game in Miami and what the rest of the season has in store. Here's Roger. Now let's go to Blue Darter head football coach, Coach Jeff Rolson. Coach, thank you for joining us and taking a few minutes to join us today. I know things are real busy for you, and we really appreciate the time that you uh, are spending with us to talk to the Blue Darter Nation here today. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, first of all, you know, we had... Um, the South Florida, we participated in the South Florida High School preseason classic down in Miami and uh, versus Booker T. Washington, a true uh, national power in football. They got five state championships on their resume and a national championship. Can you share your impressions of the way t- the team performed against Booker T. Washington in the South Florida High School classic? Well, you know, we're a work in progress. I think. The, the greatest uh, upside and takeaway from the game is you know, we had an opportunity to win at the end. I think we, we, we competed hard and we, we wanted to win badly. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, need to be cleaned up on both sides of football. And, you know, we're a work in progress, really on both sides. I know we talk about the offense and, and trying to develop, what you know, our identity. But, uh, you know, we've got work to do on both sides. So, you know, it was, it, was, it was a great test. It was against a great football team. And, you know, with the diversity, with the travel and the hotel and the overnight and all those things. So, but we don't make any excuses. We wanted to go down there and win. It didn't happen. But it, we were competitive. And I feel good about that. Along those same lines, and yes, I'll just add briefly, of course, I was there. And that was the one thing that I took away from, personally took away from it, was the persistence and the perseverance the team showed under very difficult circumstances. Of course, we normally play at night. Not only were we playing during the day in Florida in August, we were playing during the day in Miami in August. So, I mean, a lot of, um, you know, that's, uh, the, to me, that's the main thing that I really got from the whole uh, thing uh, as, a, as a former player and as a fan was just the way the guys just hung in there and battled the whole game, um, you know, just despite a lot of difficult circumstances. But from, from your perspective, what were some of the things that you learned about the team in the preseason classic against Booker T. Washington? Well, I mean, I, I think you always learn a little bit about your, your football team, but, you know, it was, it was clear that, you know, they have pride and that put our name and that, that name on the front of the jersey. When it came down to the end and it looked like, you know, it went down 20 to seven at one point, they turned it up. And we battled back, and they, they had a great desire to, to get in there and make it happen. So you know that's that's awesome. I knew that. I knew they'd do that. But it's nice when it's when it's uh, when it's carried out. Um, you know, we know we've got work to do. You know, up front on the offense, we've got to 
gain confidence and, and, and just get better and gain some experience. Defensively, you know, we, we, we've got a, we've got to improve all across the board. And, you know, I think it was good because we've played some people um, and felt pretty good about ourselves. And we didn't at times. We missed the tackles. And, and uh, so I think that some things that are going on with us are easily fixed. Um, so it's good to see that, get that on film, and uh, be able to come back and work on it. we got a bye week this week, this week so we can, we can work on fundamentals and being physical and, and getting back down to basics. Friends, we're glad you're joining us. We're glad you're here. You're listening to the 2019 Apopka Blue Darter football preview. And right now we're speaking with Blue Darter's head football coach, Coach Jeff Rolson. Now, Coach, where is the team now at this moment in terms of where you want them to be and in terms of being ready for the season? Um, we're close. We're close. I mean, I think defensively, it's just, it's really it's really a communication and a and a and a discipline issue. Are the only other things that need to be cleaned up on the defensive side of the ball? And when I when I talk about discipline, I'm not talking about you know uh, kids being an issue. I'm talking about being where you're supposed to be and, and and playing the technique and the coverage and what have you. The way we're coaching it. And we can clean things up pretty easy. Offensively, um, you know, I think we, we came in and we probably we want to put a lot in and we want to do a lot of things. But the fact of the matter is we've got to get good at something. We've got to have something to hang our hat on. And the kids are comfortable, you know, the power and, and they've been good at it. And when we can we get healthy up front, you know, and we gain a little experience, that'll all come around. And then we need to add to our offense. We need to be able to do some things and throw the football like we've talked about. And we, we are a little bit, right? but, but uh, we need to be more effective and, and get some your play on the game as go. But we don't need to rush it. We need to get good at something. So so I'd say where we are, about where we thought we'd be defensively and, and offensively, we'd hope to probably be a little farther along. But, you know, that's, that's how it goes. Now, not to keep harping on one particular unit, but – um, you know, even well, yeah, ever since you've been head coach and even going back to last year, one of the um things that was discussed is just the offensive line, you know, is needs to you know, it, it, you, you both that you hoped would improve basically. Um after you know, what can you just talk about the offensive line specifically in terms of uh, the preseason classic versus Booker T. Washington? Can you share your thoughts um you know, about that particular unit? Well, I think, you know, they're just young. You know, we've got We've got guys up there that are young and inexperienced. And we've got guys up there that maybe are playing varsity for the first time. Um, and we've got some guys that, that um, made their debut coming off, you know, some injuries and uh, went most of the game but couldn't go the whole game. Um, so we looked at that classic as, you know, we didn't want to get anybody busted up you know, especially the guys coming back, you know, it's, they wasn't a win at all cost situation. So, and, you know, we've got two offensive linemen that are, are players, very good players, they're experienced. And we feel good about all the rest of them. It's just, it isn't like a, a skill kid that can go out there, can run and catch, or he can do whatever. Offensive line takes time to develop. Usually they don't develop until they're juniors or seniors. And we just have some guys that are juniors and, going to be juniors and seniors that 
but don't have a lot of experience. So I think they'll develop quickly. I feel great about our kids, our offensive staff, and our offensive line coach does a great job. So we, I don't, I don't worry that we're going to get it done. We will get it done. Just you, you're, I'm impatient like everybody else. You want it done now. <clears throat> and coach, looking ahead, what are um, what are your goals and your expectations for the season? Well, we want to improve every week. We want to come together as a as a as a family unit, football wise. Our kids just love each other, and care about each other, and, and play hard. And we want to be good students, good citizens. And if they can take care of those things and come out and give us great effort, whatever whatever the 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 end of it is, if they give us great effort and they they attempt to do what we want, we're going to be we're going to be all right with whatever happens. I personally feel like we have a lot of talent on both sides of the football. And when it comes together and we get, we get dialed in, I think we got a chance to be as good as anybody we play. So <clears throat> if that means, you know, a deep run or that means a state title appearance, that's what it means. We're not afraid to talk about that, but that's not the, the be all end all. We got to get just focused one day at a time, one week at a time. Let's get better. Let's work on things we need to work on. And we take the, the Saban-like approach, as you will, and embrace the process and don't worry about what's coming down the line. Every day is a new day. Now, of course, you know, there's only so much coaches can do. Um, and, you know, all pretty much all great teams, successful teams on the field, have players that assert leadership. Um, how do you feel about the state of the leadership on this team? I think we got some guys that are starting to emerge. I think we got some guys that are making making the attempt. You know, we live in a society in a time where it's it's not it's not um, it's not you know seen as the, the 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 proper or the cool thing to do to try and lead your peer or push your peer. You just let them be. Everybody's gonna you know do their own thing and be their own way. But football sticks a team sport and it's the greatest team sport so we got some guys that are emerging as, as leaders and they're they're attempting to do that but we got to train them we got to make sure that we're leading them the right way you know we're being positive we're encouraging we're picking guys up we're helping them you know so we're getting there but it takes time and one, one final question coach we appreciate you spending so much time with us uh, what are the keys to the blue darters having a successful season on the field from your perspective Oh, just just going out there and playing hard, playing fast, playing for the name on the front of the jersey instead of what might be on the back of the jersey, even though we don't put our names on there. Loving their, their teammates, loving their coaches, coaches loving the kids. That's, that's really what we want. Coach Jeff Wolf. If we do that, we're going to have success. Stick around. More on the way on this special edition of Blue Daughter Sports Central. Only on 1520 WBZW, Apopka's hometown station. Welcome to our special holiday edition of Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, Apopka's home and away voice, the Apopka Blue Darters. Hi, I'm Pete Paquette. And we're listening in on 2019 Conversations with Coach Jeff Rolson and Roger Franklin Williams. A look back at a fantastic 2019 season as we get ready for semifinal football action here at home this weekend. In our next segment, Roger talks to the coach about a big win over Coral Gables and a look ahead at the Ocoee game. Here's Roger. Now let's go to Coach Jeff Rolson. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Well, Coach, I'll just ask you, first of all, as we look back, and it's been two weeks now since we uh, had the game that we uh, was canceled due to the weather, obviously. 
but a, a solid 12 victory over Coral Gables. Can you share your impressions of the victory? Well, it's always good to win, no question. And that was our first game uh, that, that counted, so it's good to get off to that start. We've got a lot to clean up. You know, we, we uh, penalize ourselves. We move ourselves out of scoring at times, especially in the first half of that game. Also, you know, we gave up a pass, kind of hung in the air down the middle that led to, and then we had a, a, a rough the kicker uh, penalty, which led to their only score of the first half. So that was disappointing. And then uh, you don't want to get scored on late, but we did. But, you know, guys, so it's not an issue. And I think the clock ran out, but, you know, I think they were being nice to them. But um, we got a long way. Hopefully this game will, will, uh, will be uh, more of a fundamentally a little more sound. We'll play a little hard. We've had a good week of practice, so that's what I expect. Now, Coach, you know, once again, Going off of the the game versus Coral Gables, what were some of the things you were you that you if, if anything, but I suspect there were some things that you were particularly or that you felt good about. Uh, I think our, our kicking game was was decent. Um, I think that uh, the second half, I think that, that uh, we were more physical up front. You know, we sustained drives. Um, I think that outside of a, uh, a few, a couple, you know, six, eight-yard runs and the one pass down the middle, I think secondary-wise played pretty well and, and, and kept them under wraps. They didn't have a bunch of big, good, explosive splash plays. They didn't have those. So, um, and, then, you know, they were a finesse football team and they're on the perimeter. So I thought the secondary played well, and I thought, I thought offensively we we more physical and finished drives in the same And that does bring up one thing I would like to ask you about specifically because, you know, in a lot of discussions that we had going all the way back to spring, early spring, you know, the offensive line was, was kind of a, either a work in progress or a question mark or, you know, in, in some cases from what you said um, and shared with John in the paper and also with us, uh, you know, was behind the curve in terms of wanting them. But, you know, at least from outside appearances, it looked like the offensive line had a pretty decent night. Would you like, can you talk about uh, that unit specifically as far as the Coral Gables game went? Well, I think that, you know, Coach Farkas does a great job with those guys. And we've got some, some young guys with, with very, very little uh, playing experience. And, you know, offensive linemen take a little bit of time to develop. We've got, uh, some young guys that are not what they're going to be in a year or two with, with weight room and, and uh, playing experience. But I thought they competed hard. They played harder than they played before, so that was good. Um, we still have, you know, we got some guys back. Uh, we're still waiting on one. But um, this week we'll probably have two kids that are available that will play in this game that didn't play last week. So uh, that will help us. And- um, hey, Coach, looking ahead to Okoy, what uh, could you tell us about them? What do you expect, particularly from them, to do on on the on their offensive side of the ball? You know, they're coming in three and zero. They had a big come from behind victory Monday night. Yeah, they, you know they've got they've got speed um, and some some athleticism in their uh, skill personnel. Their quarterback's a big kid, has got a big army going a long way down the field. So. Um, Offensive line wise, they're a good looking group. Um, you know, they're a program on the rise. Could have done a good job with them. 
and then uh, defensively they run pretty well and, and, and hit, and they're three and out. So and they've got more games under the belt than we do. Um, so that, that's their advantage. They had to play on Monday. I guess that would be a disadvantage. You play a team that probably is better than you. You're going to have to find find ways to to, to uh, put points on the board and win. So. My expectation would be we would see some, some gimmicks in the kicking game because you, you got to find ways to steal possession, steal easy scores. Otherwise, you're you know you're playing against somebody who's better than you. It's, it's going to be a, a long night. So I, I I respect them. I'm sure they respect us, but they would anticipate that we'd probably be the better football team. So I'd expect some, some trickery out of them. I think <clears throat> we'll see how that plays out. John, you have a question or comment for Coach Rolson? Uh, Jeff, you you mentioned and touched on it about some of the guys getting back. Uh, who all do you expect back tonight? I know, of course, uh, up offensive line, but also Nakai Martinez is a cornerback, that kind of thing. Yep. So, can you can you uh, update us on who who you expect to go tonight? Who yeah, Nakai will be back. Yeah, Nakai will be back. Um, Joey McCann, the, the quarterback, is back, uh, so we have him available. Um, we have Aaron Pringle, uh, offensive lineman that started. He's back. Um, Herbert is back, the offensive tackle, a young offensive tackle. Um, Merriweather's been back. Cozio right now uh, is the only one that probably will not be ready to go tonight, hopefully right. uh, next week. Okay, good deal. Um, looking at, at- – Ocoe's offensively, uh, and, and you mentioned the quarterback because uh, uh, Nick. But anyway, his last name is right. But he's he's a big kid. He's not going to come down easily. And I mean, he's got decent speed, I guess. But he likes to uh-huh. run between the tackles as much as as around the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he's. You know, they're running zone read. They've got right. a little. Uh, they got a blocking back back there. So. You know, which he's going to, they do a good job with him. He's a big physical kid, the blocking back, so they'll seal your end or they'll, they'll uh, load on your backer or run out in the flat block or go out for a pass. But they're going to, they're going to run zone read. And I don't know if they're reading it or not, but, but, uh, and then boom, he'll pull it. He's around the end. And like I said, he's a big physical kid. I don't think he's going to outrun us, but we're going to have to square our pads up and, and wrap him up or he's going to get positive yards. So, uh, and he, he, the thing that worries me is he's got a he can throw it a long way, so right. he struggles a little bit in the intermediate passing game, um, throwing it to the outside. But I've seen 15, 20 footballs thrown downfield that have been overthrown with guys open. So he can throw a long way, so we can't fall asleep on him. You mentioned their their kicking game a while, maybe some some. Uh different uh, trick plays, whatever you want to call them, but uh, uh, how is there? I mean, I, watching some of the film, it didn't look like the kid had a, the place kicker had a strong leg, but uh, seemed fairly accurate, kind of maybe like like uh, your situation with, with Titus. Yeah, probably probably pretty similar, and then, you know, when they kick it off, they, I don't think they got the ability to put the end zone. They, they kick some sky kicks, then they'll kick, when they kick it deep, it's, it's down between the 10 and the 15, so... Right. Yeah, we, we've got some returns with that, obviously, and then uh, we got some uh, punt defense stuff to do. I think that's an opportunity we'll have to, to be able to attack them in their punt game, um, maybe get a play off of them. <clears throat> and then, uh, 
you know, they, they get, they just get, when they, when we go over there and go out on the field and starts, you look at them running around and look at us running around, and it's going to be like, wow, Papa looks a lot better than those guys. They're probably going to look as good or better running around, height-wise and all that, with their skill than we are. But, you know, when we play the game, that's when we're going to be physical and right. you know, get a good start. Teams like that, any team that, that would like to win, maybe doesn't expect to win, the longer they hang around, the more the hope grows. So we, we really got to execute early and, and, and make sure that we don't, we don't give them hope to, to beat us because anyone can beat anyone on any given night. Yep. You, you mentioned earlier about they, they did have to play Monday night. Obviously, I mean, they had a heck of a comeback scoring – uh, they were down 20 points, I think, uh, with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter and ended up winning by three. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you, when, when, when you're going over there, how, how important is it that, uh, all, you know, you go from, from being, having one game on your belt, under your belt, to they've had three and then one of them was Monday night. Is there uh, a plus or minus or kind of, does it even out for for both teams? Yeah, I mean, if they came out of that game healthy, then physically it's not going to be an issue. It just depends on how much time they had to put uh, in the game planning for us. You know, right. so we had two extra days than we would have had because we practiced Thursday and Friday, and they had a, uh, one less day than they would normally have had. So, and then of course they they. I doubt they were preparing for us last week, but they could have been. Um, so I think health-wise, no, preparation-wise, it's a big deal. But, you know, we, it isn't like we're going to go out of there. We don't have a bunch of gimmick and, and stuff in there. We just gave us a couple more days to make sure we aligned correctly in, in self-selection and our kids could could fit it and see it and understand what we're trying to accomplish. So we didn't put anything groundbreaking in defensively uh, <clears throat> against them. We just we just want to make sure we're on the same page because we don't want kids thinking we want to play fast. And we appreciate you sharing your insights and we uh, look forward to seeing you tonight over to Coy. Stick around. More on the way on this special edition of Blue Daughter Sports Sensor. Only on 1520 WBZW, a Popkiss hometown station. Hi, everyone. It's Pete Paquette on 1520 WBCW, Apopka's hometown station and your home and away voice of Blue Darter Sports. Hope you're enjoying this look back at the 2019 Blue Darter football season as we get ready for semifinal action tonight at home versus Steinbrenner High School. We're featuring past conversations from the season with Coach Jeff Rolson. In this segment, he and Roger are going to be talking about a big homecoming win against Lake Brantley and also a look ahead at the upcoming Jones High School game. Not necessarily the outcome that we wanted for that game, but let's check in on the conversation. Here's Roger. Let's go to Coach Jeff Rolson. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, sir. And we, you know, we'd love to have your insights on the Jones game, of course. But uh, I would just, you know, we had such a, a, a wonderful victory over Lake Brantley uh, last Friday night for homecoming. I'd like to share a little recap of that with our listeners as well. And you know, obviously, uh, you, you know, you're the best person to 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 you know, give that recap. Can you just share your, your thoughts on the on the victory over Lake Brantley last Friday night? Well, it was good to renew that game. We hadn't played in a while. We used to be. You know, we used to knock heads every year, and uh, you know they're a physical, well-disciplined team, and, and uh, it's a natural rivalry because we're so close. But uh, yeah, it was a good win for us. We started a little slow uh, offensively, but uh, picked it up. I think it was fourteen nothing at the end of the first half, and then it was thirty-five nothing at the end. But 
you know, they do a lot of things formationally to try to try to get you uh, in a position where they can uh, run the football. And you know, we, after a couple series, we got adjusted, and then you know our defense uh, dominated them, I guess. You know, and then uh, offensively, once we got rolling, and, and they did as well. So it was a good night, and we got better. Ed, before we leave Lake Brantley, just one more thing, too, is, I mean, it couldn't help but notice. I mean, it, it so jumps out at you so much. Of course, they are known for their running game, and they've been doing it probably close to 30 years, um, and they're good at it. And they've been good at it this year until, you know, last Friday night. In fact, they were averaging well over 300 yards rushing a game, um, scoring a ton of points. They had just come off 40-point, you know, scored against Gainesville Buholes. You know, one of their running backs had gained up 270 yards. And then, you know, once again, we, uh, you know, held them. I, you know, we held those guys to 73 yards rushing um, and less than two yards a carry. Would you just uh, like to address, uh, you know, the, the run defense and defense in general about last, well, last Friday night? you know, we 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 played them many many times and back uh in the early 2000s we were an option team so we have a a, a solid understanding of how to defend the option it, and uh, our kids were, were coachable and they they uh they executed that so and you know our defensive line and our linebackers are uh, physical kids and um so when you're physical and you know what you're doing, you're going to have success. And our secondary played well that game. So, yeah, we, we, we did a really good job, you know, against their run game. You know, they, I think they were one for 12 passing for, I think, one yard or no yards. So uh, it was a good night. Now, looking ahead to Jones, of course, that's the biggest game in Central Florida. We're excited about being there to broadcast to our listeners. Thanks to Baptiste Orthodontics and our other sponsors, who we'll talk a little bit about a little bit later. But, you know, they're um, obviously an outstanding team, outstandingly coached team with under the direction of Coach Elijah Williams and a lot of talent on their team. What can you sh- tell us about Jones? And they're coming in at 4-1. Yeah, and one. yeah you, you hit it on the head. They're, they're very talented. They're very well coached. They've got size on the offensive and defensive front. They've got speed in, at the second and third level on defense, and they've got speed, obviously, in their skill position. So they're going to be quite a challenge, you know, and they're going to be fast on that turf tonight. So we're going to have to play great, the best game we played all year on defense, to be able to have an opportunity to be in that game. We're speaking with Coach Jeff Rolson on Blue Darter Sports Central. Of course, we remind you we'll be broadcasting the game tonight against Jones on the road at Camping World Stadium. We'll go on the air at 6.30 p.m. Joe Ferraro and I, and kickoff will be at 7 p.m. And, you know, Coach, how, how, do, you, how do you assess uh, Popka coming out of the uh, out of the Lake Brantley game and, and what kind of shape are we in, and, and, you know, especially after, you know, a week of practice? Well, physically, I think we're as healthy as we've been, which is a good thing because we're going to need every able body tonight. So we just uh, got to get better, and, you know, we just – got to try to limit their explosive plays tonight. Going to have to tackle great in space and uh, not give up any, you know, vertical throws. You know, we we played great against DP and gave up a couple vertical throws. We can't we can't do that tonight and, and hope to be in the game. They're pretty good and they're pretty good on defense too. Now, Coach Rolson, thing that you know kind of stands out to me is. Yeah, the fact that we have lost some key players due to injury, especially uh, key players that, that in the backfield and that, that carry the ball, even you know 
starting with Jacorian Davis Hamilton, who you didn't you know injured before even the season started and was out for the year, and then you know the the fellow uh, you know stepping up for him got injured, and you know and then, but it, it, we've had uh, we. What I'm getting at is we had a lot of guys come in and step up and, and, and play roles when they were expected, I guess, to be on the second or third team. And then along with that, a lot of people have scored touchdowns this year. I mean, it, you just look across the board, there's a, 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 a list longer than your arm of guys that actually have scored touchdowns. Obviously, it shows we've got some versatility. Would you Can you talk about the, that, that aspect a little bit? Yeah, we've got a lot of guys that are – cookie-cutter type guys, you know, the 5'9", 150, 65-pound kids that can run really well. And so, you know, those guys are out there in the slot or at the wing. And so we roll a lot of bodies in there, you know, and, and then they can all play, and that's helpful. Uh, our true tailback, halfback, you know, the Akeem Brown or the Jacorian Davis, we don't have many of those. I think we're on our third one, and I don't know that we really have a backup for him. So... If we do, it's going to probably come out of the defensive uh, linebacker core. So we're, we're thin there. But the guys that have stepped in, they've done a great job. Sibley's done a great job for us. O-line's going to have to play their best game tonight. We'll see how that shakes out because they've got two defensive tackles that are, you know, 325-pound kids, big and physical, and play with their hands. So they're going to make life rough on us moving the football. Well, Coach John Perry is here with us at Porky's, and, and John, we just have a couple minutes left with Coach Rolson. I'd love, you know, do you have a question or comment for Coach? Well, I was just going to mention the uh, the defensive tackles there, and you had pointed those out, those guys out to me earlier. And then when I saw them on film, I'm like, "Holy smokes, man! They're they're uh, big time size wise. They're big time uh, college size players, kind of like Jalen Carter for you." Yeah. Um, is there something special you can do for for guys like that, or you just is everything normal and, and hope your guys can can at least uh, get in their way a little bit and keep them from getting yeah, well, the running backs? Yeah, well, I think you know we've made some some, we move, uh, some movements up front on the O line that kind of get some some of our guys who we think will compete a little better interior wise against them. So you'll see that tonight, specifically Cozio. So hopefully he's going to be able to go the whole way, and then. Um, you know, really what you got to do, you're not going to come knock them off the ball. But right. if you can get two or three first downs, then you may be able to start moving them and having more success. So we're going to have to find a way to move the chains and then, you know, get, get, get them a little bit tired. Hey, brother, how you doing? So. And, Coach, one of the aspects of this game um, externally – is the fact that it's it's a huge game to observers. You know, it's game of the week in Central Florida. Two quality programs, both of them having great seasons this season, and it's in a huge venue, Camping World Stadium. D- does is that something that you talk to the team about? Is that something that's that's relevant? You know, internally to to you and the team. No, I, you know, the stadium is a stadium. You know, I don't. We everything's normal you know i guess coaches we've been there many times kids haven't so we just told them they could admire the views and ooh and all over the locker room after the game but everything else is as normal you know the, the, the game itself it's it's an opportunity to, to, to kind of test our mettle it probably will be for them as well to see where we're at and what we need to work on and we'll be better from the game as long as we come out you know healthy we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be better after it'll make us better so they're not in our district. They're not in our classification. They just have to be extremely 
uh, skilled, talented, physical, well-coached. So we'll see how it shakes out. We want to win, obviously. It's going to be a tough, tough one. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us to share a little bit about it and also recap the wonderful homecoming victory over Lake Brantley 35 to nothing last Friday night. And you have best wishes tonight. Look forward to seeing you down there. Thank you. Stick around. More on the way on this special edition of Blue Daughter Sports Central. Only on 1520 WBZW, Apopka's hometown station. You're listening to 1520 WBZW, and welcome back to our special edition of Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're talking about the 2019 season, where we were and where we are now with these great conversations with Coach Jeff Rolson and Roger Franklin Williams. Let's check in now with one of our conversations. It was right after our postseason matchup with that big win over Bartram Trail. And we'll go to Coach Jeff Rolson, a Popka head coach right now. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, first of all, congratulations on an outstanding second-round playoff victory uh, on the road against an outstanding team that went into the game undefeated and was coming off of a first-round 42 to nothing victory uh, over Spruce Creek in their first game. Can you just share your your thoughts and, and, and your you know, about the game last week, the victory over Bartram Trail? Yeah, well, that was that was a great atmosphere, great place to play, and. That's a class program. They do a great job. They're they're humble. They're respectful. They play hard. And they're well coached, and it was awesome to go up there. And you know, it was it was they were up by one and a half, and, and got out there and had some breaks go our way. And our kids kept playing hard. And we pulled away from them, so we were thankful, and, and it was it was awesome. And now, uh, as we look ahead to tonight versus uh, Sanford Seminole, obviously they've getting a lot of acclaim and deservedly so uh what can you tell us about the sanford Seminole team we'll face tonight well they probably deserve all that acclaim they they're undefeated they're number one 88 team in the state they, they got a athletic quarterback they've got athletes on the perimeter in the backfield they're solid up front on the o-line they they run it and throw it they're, they're probably the closest team to 50 50 run pass that we've seen um, and then defensively, they're athletic and, and physical. Um, so, and it's at their place. So it's going to be it's going to be quite a challenge. Speaking with Coach Jeff Rolson on Blue Darter Sports Central today, of course, we're talking about the Class 8A Region 1 final tonight between our Apopka Blue Darters as we travel over to Sanford Seminole. We'll have it all right here on 1520 WBZW, pregame 7 p.m., kickoff 7.30 p.m. Now, Coach, what would you attribute some of the factors um, once we've hit the playoffs to the success the team has had? Oh, you know, I just think it's – Probably our offensive line kind of solidifying and staying healthy and having that rotation stay the same. Um, I think uh, getting Akeem Brown back helps. I think Loman growing into his the quarterback role um, and, and running the offense. I think that uh, defensively, uh, you know, we've, we've continued to play well and, um, you know, we've had some bumps in the road, but, you know, it's, we've, we've been thankful and fortunate to, to not be injured over there much and keep a solid uh, lineup. So, you know, it's, it's, playoff football is about chemistry. It's about being healthy, you know, and it's about the team that does not want to go home. So that's kind of where we're at. Now, Coach, you had an interesting answer, I thought, last week um, as we were talking about Bartram Trail, and you talked about, you know, as as uh, the defensive-minded coach, um, 
you thought you were excited. I think you used that word, excited, uh, <laughs> to face Bartram Shale's offense, of course, which was not only explosive and high-powered, but also kind of different. It had various uh, wrinkles. It wasn't uh, the kind of offense that a lot of other people would run. Can you describe your thoughts about facing Sanford Seminole? I mean, that there is, a, you know, they're not maybe not as diverse in terms of all the things that they might do, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, as you said, a high-powered passing attack with a balanced running game. Uh, can you just you know, talk about you know, your your thoughts as, as you prepare to, 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 to face them and defense them? Yeah. You know, Bartram was, was an option-style offense um, in the gun, and the, the perimeter screen game was essentially the, the, the pitch portion of that. They did have downfield throws. They, they were athletic and gave you a lot of motion, a lot of formation, a lot of that kind of thing. But when we got up there and played them, they abandoned the run quickly. <clears throat> well, they didn't really even try to establish it. So that was different. For, you know, I, I didn't expect that, um, really. I, I hoped that we could stop their run and make them abandon it, but I think they did it on their own. <clears throat> but I, so, but with um, uh, Seminole, it's more of a pro style. Uh, they're going to have a tight end or an H-back or two of them. Could have three of them in there, but they're going to try to run some power run plays and some zone run plays. Uh, their quarterback's capable of running it, but they don't. He doesn't. He does not. Uh, does not run it much unless he has to. And they don't haven't had designed runs uh, for him, and he's well capable of doing that. So that's something you got to look out for because if you don't plan for it, they're certainly going to in the big moment. He's going to pull it and be out the back door on you. Um, so they try to establish the running game. They have play action off it. They've got a lot of straight drop back. And it's just they're trying to space you out and uh, put you in uh, conflict in the secondary and try to get their athletes kind of one-on-one with a two-way go. And and uh, you go left, they go right, and then the ball goes up. So you know, they've got, they're more of an intermediate to vertical passing game than, than Bartram was. So we're going to have to put a little more pressure on their quarterback, I think, and uh, keep him in the pocket because he can hurt you with the feet. Phenomenal insights. Um, Coach uh, Coach Eddie Sanders is here joining us at Porky's. Joe Ferraro is here. Uh, Coach or Joe, you have a a question or comment for for Coach Rolson? Well, I just know with Coach Rolson, I mean, um, his whole staff has put in an incredible amount of work this week preparing for the game. Um, but the type of coach that um, that Jeff is is, you know, we got this huge game tonight, and uh, one thing that he's working on today is um, getting as many um, of his players in a couple of these all-star games that, you know, they possibly could play in, you know, in a couple of weeks. I mean, honestly, I hope we're, they're not available. But, um, you know, you're going to plan to get him on there just in case. You know, that's the type of coach he is. He's going to do everything he can to um, uh, not only do what's best for the team, but also promote his players and put them in the best position to, um, you know, get to the next level. And, and that's the type of coach he is. He's going to put in that extra work. And coach, I think one of the uh, and we talked a little bit about this before, but it, it kind of continues to, to to develop is guys that you weren't hope high profile coming into the season have have emerged either whether they might be first time starters or guys who got to play because of injury. Uh, you know, we've almost got a whole running back by committee of guys that uh, you know were probably second and third teamers you know at one point. Um, and, 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 and being, you know, playing those roles very successfully. Uh, can you just talk about just the way that um, you know various elements of the team have have have, it, have progressed this season? Well, you know, the running back situation was 
was a necessity. And, you know, we, if you got a kid that's over there, like a Trey Barr, uh, Jackson, that's over there playing backup safety, and you need a wing that can block, and all of a sudden you find out he can run and he can he can run the counter, then why well, set him over there when he can be a benefit to us on offense? And we've got some, you know, Spivey's another kid that was starting at middle linebacker, and, you know, I was rotating him with another kid, and we needed a running back. And he went over there and he ran the football and he scored touchdowns. And then he, he uh, get our running back back. Now he's playing blocking back because our blocking back down. Doing a great job at blocking back. So he's been a guy that's been extremely valuable to us, you know. And, and talking about him, you got Elijah Augustine, who was a middle linebacker. And uh, he was on off a little bit, but he's had probably a, a great month, solid four weeks of football that's really helped us and helped him. He's done a great job. So, you know, we've, we've just gone with the next man up. Thank, you know, thank, thank God that Lowman's remained healthy because that'd be the next thing. Then, you, then you're gonna, if that happens, you're going to see a couple. You're going to see a linebacker back there lead blocking for for Brown or somebody. We'll do whatever we got to do. Hey, Coach Joe Ferraro here. Got a question? I, you know, not to throw uh, a, a negative log on this fire, but penalties plagued the Blue Darters throughout the whole season. I know last game there wasn't as many, but have you addressed the penalty problem with the guys, especially for the playoffs? Yeah, you know, we don't want to hurt ourselves. We talk about that. We, we get we get uh, the majority of penalties for uh, movement. Uh, you know, our quarterback maybe uh, leaning forward when we got a guy in motion. I mean, we we just get a lot. I mean, it's happened, and it's not acceptable. So, and then defensively, we we've had some penalties as far as you know being off sides or you know overly uh, rough. Uh, Hits sometimes get get flagged, but I don't aggressive and, and, and penalties. I, I don't I don't worry about too much. But we, the the stuff that we can control, uh, like being on sides, like not moving, like everybody being off on the snap count, those kind of things, we got we need to eliminate. You know, and we don't need drive kills. We don't need drive kills where we're, we're breaking plays and they're getting called back. So right, you know, we people think. Uh, we've got a young team. I mean, I've got, I'm thinking, just off the top of my head, probably three or four sophomores starting on defense and a freshman. That's that's not, you know, we we got young dudes. And then on offense, we've got the junior first-time quarterback. We've got, you know, young young guys up front. It's just we're not we're not a salty, you know, group that's got a bunch of seniors out there. We got a lot of seniors on our team, but we got a lot of youth to play. So. But we have addressed it, and they understand. Coach Jeff Rolson, just one more question, if you if you have time, Coach. And I, um, you know, I was out uh, the other night, actually up at Froggers with one of my teammates from from back in the day, Lamar Hughley, and of course we were talking about the the season and the team and. I kind of made the comment to, to um, Lamar, and this is just my perception, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I told him it seems like this team, observing closely, has their confidence has kind of built uh, steadily throughout the season to the point where now they seem like a very confident uh, group of guys, even though, as you said, many of them are young, they seem to have been growing into their roles. But anyway, would you, uh, you know, perhaps agree with that, or, or would you share your thoughts about, about that perspective? Well, I, I, I'm assuming that a, a lot of them are very confident. I think, you know, 
we just want to you just want to be aware you, you don't want to be overly confident you want to be confident in the fact that you know what your your assignment is and you're confident in the fact that you're going to play hard that's all that you need to have confidence in we need to be humble or you're going to get humble so you know it's 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 a game anybody can win anything can happen so we just got to go out there and prepare and play as well as we can and i, I don't think we're i, I hope we're not big-headed because i certainly am not Great perspective, Coach. Listen, we uh, best wishes. Thank you for being so generous with your time with us on Blue Darter Sports Central. Thank you. Appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed our look back at the 2019 season as we get ready for semifinal action. Yep, we're not done yet. It's the road to the Daytona Stadium. Also like to thank John Peary from the Apopka Chief. Always giving us great information. Always part of the program. And we're glad he's always with us right here on 1520 WBZW. And you hear all the action right here on 1520 WBZW. Apopka's hometown station with our broadcast team, Roger Franklin Williams, Joe Ferrero, with special guest, former athletic director, Fred Priest. Pre-game at 7, kickoff at 7.30. Right here on your home and away voice for Apopka Sports, 1520 WBZW. This has been an exclusive sports presentation of Salem Media Group, 1520 WBZW Apopka. All rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.